Let's go. Yesterday we learned that not only is a person born to compete and to be above others, but also a person is born to fight. It's a little different. To compete means I want to be above you. To fight means I want to knock you out. Yesterday we exposed that residing within all of us is a desire to knock out. And we explained that this desire to knock out is meant to knock out our Yitzhak Haram. Like we explained yesterday, how do you knock out your Yitzhak So you should know, and we said this quickly yesterday, I just want to make sure I'm clear on it, that there is a constant war inside of us about many, many, many issues. These two powers that fight each other within us our Yetzirah Tov and Yetzirah will always be fighting. And the only way they can make Shalom is when a person will bring his Yetzirah along and become a, we'll call him, complete with his Yetzirah Tov, which means that no matter how much bad a person does, his neshama is never going to be at peace with such a lifestyle. person does terrible things day in, day out. His neshama will never be at peace. There will always be a fight. There's always going to be an inner war. But if the neshama is the winner if we start lifting our souls something amazing happens and even the other side of us is going to be willing to come along i gave you an example yesterday of exercise but it's an example for everything that we do a person first struggles to get up in the morning Struggles, hard for him. It's that ass fighting, 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 fighting. A person gets into it, fights, 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 wins, wins, wins. After a month, two, three, six months, a year, his body says, come on, get up. It's time to get up. A person is able to condition his body and the Yitzhara to follow the Yetzer not the other way around. So a person, the only way he can have shalom in, within himself, the only way he can have peace within himself, is to allow his good side to constantly be fighting and to be winning. The purpose of our feeling and desire to eliminate Hashem put in us this 
desire to eliminate is there to eliminate the Yetzir Hara. Can a person eliminate the Yetzir Hara? The answer is, he can eliminate one thing at a time. For example, when a person is young, I don't mean young in years. I mean young spiritually. He may have had a choice, for example, should he play a video game to occupy his time, or should he go learn? That was a real challenge for him. But as the person gets greater, that challenge becomes no longer relevant in his life. To go to an extreme example, Hacham did not struggle. Should he go play a video game or should he go learn? Maybe when he was young he did. But at some point, it became clear that he needs to do something else. It's not even a desire. Hacham was not fighting to open a book and learn. That became obvious. It became something that he wants very much to do. And even his Yetzirara was dead for that item. It doesn't mean his Yetzirara became dead for that, for that issue. A person who struggles to keep Shabbat at the beginning, it's a struggle. The answer is fighting, 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 fighting. If a person continues to fight and do the right thing after two months, three months, six months, it's not even a fight. person looks forward to Shabbat. What happened to the answer up? Dead. For that subject, he's dead. If there is for learning Torah, there is for Shabbat, there is for Tzeniot, there is every struggle we have in life, the Yetzirah comes to fight us and battle us. If we don't battle back, he'll be battling us till he destroys us. That's his job. He never, he never, never stops battling. And our Neshama never stops giving up. But the other way around, I told you once, Hashem gave us free choice in everything in life. And our job is to give Hashem the free choice back. Meaning, when I was younger, it was free choice to keep Shabbat. Yes, Shabbat. No Shabbat. Should I do it? Should I not do it? But after a while, when I kept Shabbat, I don't even have a choice not to keep Shabbat. It's so obvious and simple to me that that's what I have to do and that's what I want to do that it's not even a choice. I don't struggle, and I'm sure none of you here struggle every Friday before Shabbat to say, okay, should I keep Shabbat this week? It's not even a question. It's obvious. It wasn't obvious maybe years ago to some people, but what happened, they had free choice, meaning they had a Yetzirah fighting them, and after a while, the Yetzirah was knocked out for that thing. He's not, he's not, he doesn't, he's not fully knocked out, but for that area is knocked out. Maybe when I was younger, I was struggling. Should I pray? Should I pray with the Minyan? Struggling, yes, no. And then at some point, 
I took it on and I kept going day after day, day after day. And then at some point, he's not fighting anymore. I was struggling. Should I learn? Should I not learn? Should I spend my time more wisely? Should I waste my time with certain things that don't matter? Struggle. And then if I keep at it, if I keep at it, you'll see the Yetzirah will get destroyed in that area. Will the Yetzirah completely be gone from our lives? The answer is no. Because the Yetzirah has many levels. So even though you beat him, let's say, in the world of learning, but maybe you didn't beat him in your desire for honor. So you still have struggles there. And maybe you didn't beat him in your midah of, uh, of kinah, of jealousy, or of hatred, or whatever it is. But each item, as you beat it, the Yetzirah is knocked out for that item. That is why Hashem gave us this inner desire to wipe out an enemy. Again, not like the one of competition. Competition doesn't mean I want to wipe you out. The opposite, I need you. Without you, I have no one to be on top of. If nobody else was here, so who would I win over them? So I need people here. I just need them to be below me. You understand? I don't want to walk into the shul and be the only guy. If I'm the only guy in shul, it doesn't say that I'm better than anyone else. I need the place to be full of people who are below me. So they got here. So competition doesn't want me to knock you out. The opposite. I need you here. I just need to be a top of you. That's one type of fight. That's type, one type of war. This war, this, this desire is something else. Is that I want to knock him out. I want to destroy him. Why was it given to us? So that we knock out our Yetzirah one item at a time. That's how life is. As you get bigger, it means that you're knocking out all the different things that you used to struggle with. You were given free choice when you started. When you were 13, you had free choice on many, many things and struggles. And one at a time, you give your free choice back. You say, oh, Shabbat is not free choice anymore. It's easy. It's obvious. I have such clarity. Learning Torah is not free choice anymore. It's obvious. Senyut is not free choice anymore. It's obvious. As you get yourself going in the right way, what happens? You knock out the Yetzirah for that thing that you used to struggle with. Every great person could tell you things, many, many, many things, pages of things that used to be struggles. And today, not struggles anymore. They're still struggling with other things. But certain things are already gone. This is an inner desire that Hashem has put inside every one of us. The desire to knock out, to destroy an enemy that's coming against us. We said yesterday that the other channel... That Hashem opened, like we said, if there's only one enemy to knock out, so there'll be no free choice. Hashem gave you one enemy, and you have a desire to knock out an enemy, so there's no free choice. You're going to go against the enemy that you have, and you're going to knock him out. You're going to use your desire 
to knock out the enemy for the only enemy that you have. So there's no free choice. Dr. Baruch, he did great. What does Hashem do? He opens another channel. The other channel are all the possible enemies of life. Your wife could be your enemy. Your children could be your enemy. Your secretary could be your enemy. Your salesman could be your enemy. Your friends could be your enemy. Your rabbi could be your enemy. Yeah, Hashem opened the channel where it's possible that every person that you have anything to do with can become your enemy. An enemy for life, an enemy for a year, an enemy for a month, an enemy for a day, an enemy for a minute. Hashem allowed human interaction that a person should feel like that person is my enemy. That person is making me miserable and therefore I have a desire once he's an enemy, once he is sitting in the way of my happiness, I could have got a promotion if not for that guy. I could have gone to higher places if not for that person. I could have been happier if I had a wife that supported me. If my children would be doing the right thing in their life, I would have been a much more successful father. So I look at people in life. Hashem brought people basically in our lives that stand in the way of our success. At least it seems that way. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Hashem runs the world. Nobody stands in anybody's success. Hashem is the one who runs the world. Nobody could block your promotion. Nobody could block your happiness. Nobody could block your accomplishments. But in order to open this new channel to create enemies, Hashem put people in our life constantly getting in our way. Constantly putting people in places that's blocking us from getting to our desired destination. You should put all, it's like, a, it's like a video game. And you have all different, there's different roads that a person needs to get. And Hashem puts on every road another guy. Your wife gets on this road, your children get on that road, your friends get on that road. He puts all different people blocking the road that you're looking to reach the top. He puts them there like pawns. And now you see they become your enemy. Now you look at them as your enemy and your desire that he put in you to eliminate your enemy is now going to be perfectly used for those people. This is your free choice. Your choice in life is which channel are you going to open? If you open the channel of using your desire to eliminate an enemy by all the people that Hashem put in, all the imaginary enemies that you think you have, you think that these people are going to block you. Hashem put in all these people. If you use your energy to destroy those enemies, so basically you're going to live your life with anger, which is extremely destructive. You know, one great man said, 
How does it feel to live a life of anger? One great man said, He says, you know, once in my life, I walked on coals, hot coals. He's the one other time I actually entered a burning furnace, a burning fire. But no fire was able to burn me like the fire of my anger. A person who lives his life in anger is a person that is burning his life. He's destroying himself. He has chosen the wrong channel. He's spending his life. When you use your God-given energy to eliminate against the fake enemies of life, all these pawns that Hashem put in your way, to think that these actually these are people that can affect you. If you go for the video game type of enemy, it's not a real enemy. You'll spend your life in anger. And your life, unfortunately, will be burning in flames in so many levels. That's one tremendous loss if you direct your desire to eliminate your enemy at the wrong enemy. It causes you a tremendous amount of 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 tremendous amount of argument, tremendous amount of bad feelings. It can break up your marriage, you could destroy your children, it could destroy your business, it could destroy your friendships, it could destroy your day-to-day -day life even as you are with yourself because you're boiling with anger and hatred that it brings and it brings all types of all the worst things that a human being is capable of comes out with their anger what happened to you you chose the wrong road you opened the wrong channel you're trying to eliminate the wrong enemy there's no enemy there it's all it's all fake the only solution is you got to turn off that channel. Or maybe better yet, turn on the other channel. Turn on the other channel and start fighting with your yetserara. Instead of fighting with your wife, start fighting with your laziness. Instead of fighting with your brother, fight that you should have an awesome Shabbat. Instead of fighting with your friend, Fight to be in shul early. Instead of fighting with people in your life, fight to become this valuable addition to your friends by giving yourself and your smile and your words. Start giving of yourself to others. All of that's a fight. Start reading. Start learning. Start upgrading your life. Fight the real battle. If you fight the real battle, you put on the right channel and you fight to eliminate the Yisraelah in every area, in every stage that he tries to get you. If you're lifting yourself and knocking out the not just doing good things, remember, I'm not saying doing good things. Knock out the Yisraelah. Destroy him one thing at a time. Take on one thing at a time. Take it. 
right? Take it real and knock them out. Every single area, so many things in life that we need to upgrade. So long as we're focused on that, we're not going to have to go and use this energy to eliminate the people in our lives that actually are important. The people in our lives that we actually need. The people in our life that we can make them happier and they can make us happier. We spend our whole life trying to eliminate all the different channels that are coming at us in this horrible system that we chose. This is what we learned yesterday. We learned yesterday about channeling our desire to eliminate towards the Yetzirah. I want to tell you that when you open the Holy Sparim, they call anger, they say anger is a midara'ad, is a very bad characteristic. So it's very surprising that they should call anger a characteristic. Because usually a characteristic is describing a character, not describing what a person does. For example, a person who's arrogant or humble, that's called character, has nothing to do with what he does. It's who he is. Obviously, if you're arrogant, you're going to do things because of your arrogance. But arrogance is in midah. It's not something that you do. When you punch somebody, that's not a, that's not a midah. When you punch somebody, it's an action. So anger seemingly would be considered an action, not a characteristic. Oh, I got angry at somebody. So it's something that I did. It's something that I... Right? It's an action of the person. But here they're telling us, no. Anger is your midah. It's your character. You know what that means? That means... If you've chosen this channel, then anger is who you are always. Not like you think, I got angry because that guy said something. No, no, no. You are living with anger all day. It's part of your character. Not always does it come out, but it's always there, ready for action. According to what we're learning today, it's beautiful. Why is anger called a character? By the way, I'll prove it to you. I once proved it to you. That, that, that a person lives with anger. Lives with it. Not always does it come out. Not always is it burning at full, full speed. But it's always there. Prove it to you. I told you if a guy is angry, he's boiling, boiling anger. Someone did something, he's boiling angry. Takes, how long it takes for a boiling, angry hot to relax? Maybe days, maybe two days, three days, four days, maybe maybe hours, depending on how, the point depends how boiling you are. If you're boiling, right, imagine telling Allison, calm down. I want you now, go to class, listen, calm down right now. Can't do it. It's, it's obvious why you can't do it. You can't take a boiling hot pot of water and make it right now cold. Does it work? Takes, takes time. You gotta let it take time. That's obvious. But how do you explain it the other way? How do you explain that here's a guy sitting there, come, come. Just woke up. He's good. 
He ate breakfast. He had a drink. He's doing great. All it takes is for someone to come in. One comment. Takes one second. And the guy's already at boiling point. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. What? You ever see a pot boiling in one second? The same way it takes a boiling pot time to come down. It should take also time for the pot to, to, to boil. So how is it that we boil in one second? We can't come down in one second. And the answer is because we're boiling all the time. Because inside of us, anger, it's like the pilot. You know the pilot in the oven? It's always on. All you need is a little spark and the thing is already, we're already on fire. We are sitting on fire as we're sitting. We're thinking about all the annoying people in our lives. The people that are trying to take our money. The people that are trying to take our happiness. The people who don't respect us. The neighbor who called the department on us. They got, oh, oh. We got right now as we're sitting. got all types of things. Some of them are conscious. Some are subconscious. We're living with anger. We have so many wars right now. How many wars are going on in your life right now? How many people right now are you at war with? That you'd rather not talk to, you'd rather not see, that you want to see so you show them that you don't like them. Well, how many, how many different people in your life are you right now declared war on? I bet everybody's got people they have declared war. That declaration of war is sitting inside of every one of us all the time. Not all the time is it boiling at full temperature, but it's boiling and all it takes is a little bit, a little spark, and boom, it's out into the open. But according to what we're learning, it's beautiful. Why is it a character? You know why it's a character? Because it's a person who's chosen to make his enemies all the different people in his life. Once you've chosen that channel, it became your character. Now it's just a matter of finding the enemy. It's not just that a guy became your enemy. You chose a channel that's looking for the enemies to eliminate them. You're actually looking for people who will annoy you and bother you. So you can eliminate them and get angry with them. You walk around with a certain face and a certain attitude. You are disappointed with life. If people say that, I'm disappointed with people. I don't trust anybody. If people say that, I don't trust anybody. You know what that means? It means you're an angry person. That's looking to wipe out all the enemies in your life. That's what you're doing. You have already, you started. This is where you started. You started looking for the people that you need to eliminate. That's why it's called a midat. It's called a characteristic. Because you decided instead of eliminating your yetzerah. By the way, it's one or the other. You cannot live on pav. You can't live, you know what? I'm a peaceful guy. I don't want to eliminate anybody. I don't want to eliminate not my Yetzara. I don't want to eliminate my not people. I don't want to eliminate anybody. I'm I quit the game of elimination. I'm not I'm not I'm not you can't do that. Not possible. Because Hashem put inside of you a desire to eliminate. And you need to use it. And you gotta make a choice. If you're not using it to grow and eliminate all the Yetzara's plans against you automatically the other channel is going to open. It, you can't close both channels. It's one or the other. If you use your 
desire to eliminate your yesara and you continue to grow, you won't look to make problems. You won't look to make enemies and eliminate them. But if your if your channel of the yesara is closed and you're not looking to grow, you're going to find all the time situations that people to use your anger and elimination desire for. It's, you have to make a choice in life. Where do you want to fight? Who do you want to eliminate? This is a, you gotta, you gotta choose. You gotta make a real choice. It's a real big deal. It's one or the other. You cannot say, no, I'm not gonna eliminate anybody. It doesn't work like that. There is a desire. You're gonna have to use it. Says the Havot Lavot, make sure don't waste your time on using this elimination desire for someone who's not even close to you, someone's not even relevant to you. Use it on a real enemy that's within you. We'll just finish. On this subject, Hazal tell us, now when we see this and we learn this, all of a sudden the Hazal's words become like, wow, like light bulbs that used to be dimmed and someone came into the room and said, hey, what are you guys doing? He put it on and said, oh, why? I never saw the light like this. You know, sometimes you read the words of Hachamim and you understand them. And then all of a sudden you understand them clear. And say, oh, wow, that's what they meant. Look what the words they say. Hazal say like this. Call. Uh, let, me, let me tell you, I'm not sure if I have time for all of them. But let me tell you this one. Hazal tell us that a person who is angry, it's as if he is Obed. It's as if he is a servant. Obed is a servant of Avodah Zarah. It's as if he is a servant translated. What's Avodah Zarah? Usually people translate Avodah Zarah means idols, idol worship. But really it's not what the word means. The word literally means Avodah Zarah. The word Zar means foreign. Avodah means work. A person who gets angry, he's involved in foreign work. What does that mean, foreign work? But according to what we're learning, it's beautiful. Because the work of a person, the work that Hashem gave you this desire to eliminate, the purpose of this desire is to work, to destroy your Yetzirah. When you go and use it to... Eliminate people in your life. It's called Avodah Zarah. You're working for something foreign. That's not why Hashem gave you this desire. You're using it for a channel that's not really your purpose. It's called Avodah Zarah. It's called foreign work. Because it's not the work that Hashem gave it to you for. Hazal tell us something else. Call HaKoes, anyone who gets angry. If he's a wise person, his wisdom will leave him. That means even if he's learned, even if he is a person who has studied a lot and knows a lot, but when you're angry, your wisdom, your wisdom, leaves you you not leaves you but you no longer will have access to your wisdom why 
Because again, because you're focused on something else. You're not focused on yourself. You're focused on others and eliminating others when you're in the middle of a war. Tell me, when a guy's in the middle of a war, a soldier in the middle of the war, does he have time to go and say over, would you ask advice from a soldier in the middle of a battle? Guy's shooting guns. While he's shooting guns, he says, listen, I want to ask you a Shalom Bite question. Tell me, uh, do you think we should uh, do this? I have an important question, how to raise my children. Would you, while the guy is running around in the bunkers, would you ask him that question? Of course not. Why? Because, because his focus is on war, and he has no time and to, eat, to, eat, to even use his mind. A person who's at war with the world loses their ability to have wisdom for themselves. They're too busy fighting everybody and don't have the capability of their wisdom to guide their life. I will end off. Hazal say, Hashem loves three people. I'm not going to mention all three for today. One of them is Someone who doesn't get angry. Not someone who isn't angry. Someone who doesn't get angry. If you don't get angry, Hashem loves you. Now, let me tell you something very important to know. Hashem loves everyone. Hashem is the father of this world and our father and loves us no different than you love your son. No matter what your son does, you love him. So to say Hashem loves these people, He loves everybody. What's the idush? Of course He loves them. He loves everyone. He loves the drug addict too. He loves the alcoholic also. He loves all people. He made them. He's His Father. Perhaps it means that you feel Hashem loves you. Of course Hashem loves you. Unfortunately, you have people walking in the world. Hashem loves them. They don't feel it. What's, what's, what's the hana'ah what's the of being loved if you don't know you love the, 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 the greatness of a person can be achieved when they feel loved. The strength of a person is when they feel loved. Says Hazal, if you're an angry person, your whole life you're going to feel that people are battling you. Your whole life you're going to feel you have enemies all over the place. And you'll never feel the love. If you close that channel... And you start fighting, you'll start to feel the love in this world that Hashem is giving you from all angles. A person who's angry feels unloved. A person who directs to the Yetzirah, besides all the great benefits that we mentioned and many more, they feel ahavad. They're in a world that they feel loved and they obviously will live a much happier, much more successful life as a result. Have a beautiful day.